Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. How are you, Megan? I'm awesome. How are you, Joe? I'm fantastic. You know why? Because we have a superstar returning guest guest coming back (laughs) today. Someone so special who's been on the show all the time. She's so good that I could, (laughs) Megan, if I needed a replacement, I could probably call our guest, Allison DeSilva who's the executive vice president of Cone Communications, to fill in for you. Oh, I don't know about that, show. Well, I no thought way. you were going to say fill in for you. No, no, I'm always going to be here, but I don't know what plans you have in the future, Megan. I mean, you know, you're going away and you got big plans and you got kids and stuff. You could have other kids. I don't know what could happen. That in is not life. happening either. You know? Yeah, this is like a fictitious podcast already, right from the start. But I'm thrilled to have her here. She I know. Would do, she would be great. I know. She's always so... No. I could never do that, Megan. It's for your role only, but it's so great to to join you both today. Thank you for for asking. Well, Allison, we always like having you back because you always have such wonderful information for us, for all those CSR, sustainability, cause marketing professionals listening out there. You folks at Cone have a new study, the Cone Communications 2017 CSR study. This is a, uh, a study, I think, you were saying that you did every other year and you've got some interesting results this year. And one of the things I pointed out to people that I really liked about this year's study is that you said the question is no longer what you stand for, but what do you stand up for? And I love Mm. that. And I'd love to know how you got that, you know, what types of answers you got this year that made you think that people are really interested in companies standing up for different issues. We were really excited by the data as well, um, Joe and Megan. I think that um, you're right. We've been tracking this. Every other year, we do this benchmark consumer survey. um, And each time, we try to ask a series of questions around a specific trend that we're seeing or uh, a way that we see the space evolving. And there's no question that with uh, the presidential election and just the uh, climate of today around a lot of these social uh, justice issues, we we thought we'd take a risk and ask some new questions specific to just that. What are consumers' expectations for companies to stand up for and advocate on behalf of um, issues that they hold dear? Um, and those issues we listed as things like racial equality, uh, women equality, LGBT rights, um, gun control. And we wanted to get a sense of, okay, what, what are, where do they want companies to play and how does that impact how they're going to engage with those companies? So uh, what we found was actually that consumers, um, 80, 87% said that they would be likely to purchase a product mm-hmm. because that company stood up for, advocated for an issue that they cared about. So this is on par. That's a lot. Yeah. 
I know. That's what's we always it's, it's always amazing. I I think Allison, whenever you come on, like it's always amazing the numbers you put out there in the sense like how high these numbers are. And you know, Meg, mm-hmm. you know Megan and Allison too. I've actually talked about these numbers before to people, and like just think about this. I said even if we were talking about numbers that were in the yeah. sixty percentile, the seventy percentile, these would be huge numbers. But you're talking about things in the eighty and ninety percent. Yeah, I mean Crazy. that's huge. Well, you're right. It's near universal because yeah. you always have about 11 or 12% of the population that just say no to whatever question you're going to ask. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think that the sentiment is like, yes, absolutely, this is important. And, you know, the thing is, is they said it's just as important as if that as a factor, as if that company supported a social or environmental um, cause. Hmm. So now what this is saying is, you know, the, the game's changing a little bit. And consumers aren't delineating between, okay, is that company supporting, um, you know, a health issue that's important to me, heart disease or breast cancer? Or do they have a sustainability attribute where they're using less water? Or now the new sort of dimension is, is that company standing up for social injustice issues that, that are near and dear to me? So, you know, the world of issues just got a whole lot bigger. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's so interesting, too, because we've talked about causes for so long. And in some of these, it might fit into the traditional cause arena, um, you know, women's rights, things like that. Mm-hmm. But some of them are a little bit squishier, right? I mean, you're, you're looking, you're expanding the universe, like you're saying. What did you find was the hottest issue that people felt companies should be standing up for and advocating for? Well, we um, we asked that que- uh, question in two different ways. We said, you know, what is the one issue consumers want companies to address? And we listed more traditional uh, issues that we've been benchmarking, you know, year over year. Economic development came out as the top issue with 34% of mm-hmm. respondents saying that, followed by poverty and hunger, the environment, uh, human rights, education, and health and disease. So the t- the traditional social uh, mm-hmm. issues that um, are in our traditional uh, set. But then we asked the question about what uh, issues do you want companies to address that are active in the news today? Mm-hmm. So we sort of flipped it to get their sense of... Uh, That's a good way to get the- at it. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one um, at 94% was domestic job growth. Mm-hmm. But that was followed. 87% said racial equality. 84% said women's rights. The cost of higher education came up 81%. Immigration at 78%. Climate change, 76%. Gun control, 65%. And then LGBT rights at uh, 64%. And this is is all very high. That's that's that wouldn't be. That wouldn't be strange if you were just asking people what issues they cared about. But these are issues they want companies to Mm -hmm. take a stand on. So these numbers are crazy high. I know. You know what else is fascinating? Um, There's not as much of a a geographical uh, nuance as you might think. I think it's very easy for us to say, oh, that's. That's those are important on the coast, mm-hmm. but you know, rest of the America or the red state, so to speak, you know, those aren't as important. That's actually not true. Mm-hmm. So for something um, like LGD, LGBTQ rights, uh, the Midwest actually skewed about four percentage points higher than the East. Mm. And and then um, some issues uh, like racial equality. I don't know why anyone 
would not say that's very important, but mm. um, there was almost no distinguishing one or one or two percentage points across different demographics. Hmm. And did you prompted them with all these issues? You didn't. It, there was not like an open ended question or did they they respond just cold and they came up with their own issues? Oh, no, we had a needed list. Got it. OK. Yeah, yeah you got to be specific on something like that. Because Joe Waters dog care was not on this list. <laughs> yeah. I know that's what Joe would have. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, here are the 10 things that are important to me. And they're all about me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to have an open ended. Yeah, make all the common questions. So. so, you know what I think is interesting about this, Allison? One of the things that I would, because I mean, Cone is out there. You guys are talking to companies every day. Is purpose or social good, the do business model? I mean, do you go out there and tell companies like, this is something that you need to be leading with or you're not in the game at all? There's no question that today, um, being responsible, Mm. acting responsibly across social and environmental commitments and looking at your role in society is a business imperative. It's almost table stakes. Mm -hmm. I think where the opportunity to have that competitive advantage is how you're going to lead and innovate and really engage consumers and different stakeholders in a meaningful way. That's where you're going to differentiate. Um, But just being there and and having a a sense of purpose and acting responsibly um, and supporting, you know, issues that, that matter to your business and stakeholders, that's it's kind of table stakes today. The other thing that you found that was interesting is it seems like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Allison, it seems like now more today, people are more willing to do their own research to see if companies are actually putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak, on these issues. Is that what, would you say that's accurate? Like more now than before, people are willing to do that. Yeah, there's no question, especially when it comes to millennials. Um, so we do ask that question, you know, are you doing um, research? And let's see, among a many millennials, it was 51% of millennials have said that they have done research regarding a company's business practices or support of social or environmental issues in the last 12 months. Well, that's a so big they, deal. That's like, a, that's a, that's not just like looking on a Facebook page per se, like to do research, you have to actually go to the company website at least I would imagine to kind of check that out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, they are, especially when it comes to, uh, these social injustice issues that I'm, uh, referenced before, we did ask the question that said, if a company is taking a stand on an issue, you know, are you following up and doing Mm -hmm. the research to make Mm -hmm. sure they're walking the talk? And once Mm -hmm. again, millennials are skewing about 10 to 12% uh, higher yeah. than the average. So if you're going to go out on a limb, make sure that your business <laughs> practices are aligned, that you're walking the talk and yeah. you have that authenticity. Well, you know, I think the bigger thing with millennials too is, is yes, it is research, but it's probably them just talking to each other too. I mean, so they're mm-hmm. getting a lot of their mm. information. I mean, one of the things, and this is kind of a debate, as you know, kind of in the cause world too, should you focus on millennials? Like, is that an audience? And, you know, when I go to Georgetown and I do my program, I tell people that I really push a millennial, what I call millennial first strategy. But then Steve McLaughlin gets up there from Blackbot and he says, well, the problem with that is that millennials aren't really the ones doing the most of the giving right now. You know, now that may change as they yep. get a little bit older. And but he said, you know, it's they're still, doing all the research. That's though. right. They're doing. <laughs> well, well, this is the argument, though, that I would make that I think what um, 
what Allison has here supports is what I've argued that millennials are an audience that you want to focus on because they're extremely influential with each other and mm-hmm, with other mm-hmm. generations. And one of the things I noticed yep. in this report is that when you were talking about millennials communicating, you were saying telling friends and families about CSR efforts, millennials were much higher than the average U.S. citizen. Th- that's right. And, you know, the other thing, just to build on what you're saying, a millennial mm. first strategy, millennials themselves have such distinctions across different demographics. So right. we've sliced and diced the data based on um, male <laughs> versus female, Mm -hmm. older millennial versus younger millennial, um, life stage. Uh, These are all factors. And it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I would say that the the most primed cause marketing audience or CSR marketing Mm -hmm. audience is is oftentimes the millennial female Mm -hmm. as um, skewing. and, And actually just females overall tend to skew a little bit higher, Gen X females as well. So if you compare millennial men versus Gen X female, you're not going to see as much distinction as you might think. So women tend to be uh, the most receptive, the most likely uh, to share, and millennial women are are kind of even more of a sweet spot. Uh, Allison, did you know that Megan thinks she's the oldest living millennial? (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) I'm definitely the oldest millennial. (laughs) You have a, a New Year's birthday, Megan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. She's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, don't. she's practically a baby boomer, but she argues <laughs> that she's a millennial. I mean, whenever we have anyone on and talk millennials, like, she's always into the hip language and the latest apps and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. She thinks you quit me on this the last That's time right. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. Was, you, like, got 100% oh, or something crazy. Wait a minute. Allison, we're supposed to have a quiz of this show? Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> Allison, Megan doesn't let me do quizzes anymore. Anymore. I think it was because of that. Our last <laughs> but you did such a great job. <laughs> Allison's a 100% kind of girl. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Megan, before we move on to our next question, let's recognize today's show sponsor, Catalyst. Catalyst is the industry's only matchmaking platform for companies and causes. Think of them like an online dating app for social good. At Catalyst, you can research companies, their customers, and the types of partnerships that they're looking for. Then you can actually connect with those companies. You can now try it out for free and find out which companies are right for your organization. Email members at gocatalyst.com. Again, members at gocatalyst.com with the code podcast17. Again, that's podcast17 to try out Catalyst for 14 days for free. Thank you, Catalyst, for sponsoring Cause Talk Radio. One of the things that you came up with that was interesting, too, is in addition to people being willing to purchase things for companies that are standing up for these issues, they're also refusing to purchase a company's product or services. Is that also true for the millennial generation? Did you split that out as well in terms of millennials taking action and boycotting? Yeah, we sure did. Um, And, you know, once again, yes, millennials are are skewing higher. I think across all of our different research, what we've seen is buying and boycotting is the preferred type of engagement. People of all ages want to show their support or dissatisfaction with their wallets. So in terms of reported behavior, um, yes. So we asked the question in the last 12 months, have you made a purchase or have you boycotted? And uh, 50, uh, let's see here, 68% of millennials said that they've bought a product in the last um, 
12 months, and then we have 59% who said that they've bought a product or service because they stood up for or advocated for an issue. So that's the positive. The negative is 55% they said that they've refused to purchase a product mm. um, after learning the company w- was uh, behaved irresponsibly. And 49% said they refused to purchase a product upon learning that that company supported an issue contrary to their beliefs. We make that reference of, oh, the likelihood data always skews a little bit higher. So I know this is self-reported behavior, but it's Mm -hmm. still, to your point, one out of every two people are buying or boycotting based on this stuff. The other thing, too, is I feel like companies are be, are are doing a little bit better job, not all of them, in being consumer facing when they're doing some of these things. And I'm thinking of like the Doritos campaign, like um, when they change the color of their bag in support of LGBTQ mm-hmm. rights, like it, they're becoming they're using their products and their packaging to mm-hmm. take a stand. I mean, Ben and Jerry's is kind of the quintessential one. They're always doing all sorts of social justice flavors and, and great things like that. But I think. I'm seeing, at least anecdotally on my survey sample of one, more examples of companies communicating that message and kind of standing up and taking a stand. I mean, certainly there are lots of companies who still don't want to make a peep about anything that might Mm. ruffle somebody's feathers. But I I feel like we're seeing more of that. Do you guys agree with that? No, I agree. I mean, look at, um, you know, Anheuser-Busch again this summer is changing the name of its cans to America. And, and, you know, and they're doing a bunch of uh, campaigns and fundraisers around um, veterans causes. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that, you know, it's become kind of this big issue that everyone's trying to jump on. And, you know, and I think some brands do it more authentically than others. Allison, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, consumers today can definitely tell the difference of just, you know, changing your filter I for agree. the day. Yeah, and, right. You know, having that superficial, you know, me too, I, I want to join a conversation versus those that are really uh, creating meaningful campaigns um, around those issues. And I think, you know, a great example, um, you know, Airbnb around their support of refugees mm-hmm. and immigrants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the We Accept campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, it's authentic to what they're doing. It's, you know, and uh, uh, I would consider one of those hot button issues, but they're they're doing it right. And um, people are paying attention. I mean, even today, you know, we're in the throes right now of Pride Month and you're seeing a lot of yep. different brands, you know, get on board. And sometimes with with some of these issues, when you're talking about, you know, equality or rights, just getting the message out there and showing your support and examples of what you're doing, that does make a difference. So if it's the can or the packaging, and then that's the first step. And then if you're backing that up with, with more substance and more impact, um, mm-hmm. you know, all the better. Have either of you seen any good examples? I'm just looking at this, at this list of issues that um, people expect companies to support that you talked about earlier, Allison. Domestic job growth... Have you seen anything around that or cost of higher education or climate change? Well, climate change, I feel like there's a lot of Paris Agreement stuff happening, but yeah. gun control. I mean, these are hard issues to get to rally around. Have you either of you seen examples of those like the top ones, domestic job growth? 
I know. And, you know, I'm even, you know, that's one of the things, I mean, whenever we start talking about this, I immediately go to my Pinterest boards to see what I've been pinning lately yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I was even kind of impressed about this campaign that the uh, the economist did recently where they put a, uh, a tr- coffee truck out there and they were teaching people about um, what they could do with their used grounds. Um, mm. And, you know, it was it, it was called Grounds for Change. And, uh, yeah. you know, so free coffee to go and then p- they have a period and it says further. And you know what I mean? So everyone seems to be, and I mean, you think about it, The Economist doing this type of stuff too, but they've been doing a lot of initiatives that address kind of this waste culture that we're in. Yeah, I'm seeing uh, a pockets of innovation too. I think that, you know, related to job growth, that's always been this sort of, you know, made in America. You see a lot of the automotive mm-hmm. companies, you know, um, engaging here, even, you know, brands are, are uh, in New England, like Alex Nani talking about Made in America and, you know, what they're doing. Um, I, I thought a really interesting example, um, one of those smaller ones that inspired me was um, a young company called Shinola. You should check it out. They, um, they're they all about creating a community um, in Detroit, actually sort of talking about the importance of uh, American manufacturing and making high-end watches and jewelries and gifts. And they have a campaign called uh, Roll Up Your Sleeves. And it's all about sort of showing the impact of hiring, you know, local people, creating meaningful jobs and a meaningful craft. Hmm. It's, a, it's a really cool example. So I'm seeing, that out. you know, both the large companies as well as some of these, you know, smaller entrepreneurial companies uh, really Oh, you know, uh, one on the immigration front, um, what about the Budweiser ad that they did during the Super Bowl about... They didn't uh, do that on purpose, though. (laughs) 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 It doesn't count. All right, all right. What was the other one, the lumber... Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. What was it, the 99... That other commercial that was doing something on purpose. I mean, they didn't realize it was going to be as timely as it was. But yeah, I mean, and those are hard issues. Like these are big issues. And remember the whole race together with Starbucks? What a huge flop that was. I don't think anyone wants to touch that right now because it's such a a big issue. Now, I disagree with you on that, Megan, because I actually named the uh, race together campaign one of the best campaigns of the year it was out, which is not last year, but I think the year before, because I really felt like it was a good example of a brand pushing the envelope on a cause initiative did it misfire and not become the greatest you know cause endeavor ever no you know what i mean it wasn't the greatest thing but i i did give them kudos for trying something like that no i agree yeah and they i mean talk about having the authenticity i mean starbucks can pretty much push any envelope um create a conversation about something i mean because they've also done things with gun control that's right. I mean, pretty much you have, oh, cost of education, their whole, you know, program to yeah, that's true. offer tuition reimbursement. So they've, they're kind of a model for tackling all these different they things. They are a model, aren't they? Well, you know, just last week they had something with Lady Gaga for her Born This Way Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So they were doing a big campaign that was raising a minimum of $250,000 for a foundation. They they can they can actually make a huge difference and they have, they've, they've, probably uh, turned a lot of people off, but I think the people that continue to come back to them are so passionately supportive of them because that's what they expect Starbucks to be doing. 
kind of like Ben and Jerry's. No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I mean, what I think about Starbucks, too, though, is they've made purpose so much of their DNA that it's natural for them to do it. I think what's challenging is people who are really trying to get into this and trying to insert themselves in an appropriate way and being comfortable with a little pushback, knowing that, yeah, you know, maybe you lose a few people, but you may get a lot more people, especially if you've done your homework and you're behind the things that you really believe in. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that's something that we're seeing is that, you know, the the term purpose today is, you know, everyone wants a piece of that. But what mm-hmm. does it mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I think there's a little danger in that as well. Yeah. Not everyone can be a Starbucks or a Ben and Jerry's. Not everyone should try to be a hundred percent purpose-driven, mm-hmm. responsible brand. You know, but it's it's about how can you get into the conversation again or into that area in a way that's true to who you are, your values, your commitments, and mm-hmm. you know. Always aspire potentially for more, but know where you can authentically, you know, engage. Allison, do you feel one of the things I'm interested about the Cone study is I noticed that you did call this study the CSR study. And mm-hmm. I have to say that when I hear CSR now, I almost in my mind it almost seems a little outdated. I mean, is there a reason why you guys stick with CSR? Is it because of, you know, what you were just saying about some reservations about the word purpose or the term social good or, you know, I think one of the things we need to do as a field and maybe we can do this today is just decide on a damn word that describes what we do. <laughs> can we decide Please, on that today? That make my job a lot easier. Yeah, can we do that? To, yeah. You know, all right. So I've been at Cone for 18 years now and we have <laughs> looked at this every way such Sunday. We've changed. Um, we've changed it many times in the past as well. As you know, we mm-hmm. started talking about cause branding and then right. Res- right. sustainable business practices. Yep. And you know, uh, honestly, our perspective is it doesn't matter what you call it, as mm-hmm. long as it's defined in a way that you understand and your entire organization understands. Right. And mm-hmm. how we look at corporate social responsibility or corporate responsibility is about how a company. Um, behaves, what mm-hmm. their their practices are regarding uh, their role uh, in society around business, uh, environment, and economic um, aspects. So that's inclusive of the whole social piece. Um, that's inclusive of all sustainability, if you will, environmental, you know, issues, human rights, diversity. It's sort of, we look at it from that macro perspective that it's all, it's how a company is operating across all of those different issues. Mm. So yes, do we drop the S or no, we've dropped it in the past and we brought it back. No, I I agree. I mean, I find myself, you know, sometimes I'm talking cause marketing, which I think is a really outdated term at this point, but you know, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of stuck with what, you know, some people, people, win-win partnerships, public private partnerships, you know, something like that. I mean, all these different things and stuff like that. So I think maybe we need to get everyone together in the field and decide on, the term we're going to use in one room in one room that's right <laughs> well i believe that that cause marketing is uh, is slightly different than social impact and mm. slightly mm-hmm. di- you know different than uh corporate responsibility so i think there are nuances and we actually have this diagnostic a tool that we walk clients through to say, okay, here's the world as we see it. Where do you fit in? What what mm-hmm. are your outcomes that you're seeking for? And let's map map it against that so we can build you the right type of campaign. 
Oh, Allison. Well, when you figure that out and you have one term, we'll have you back on the podcast so you can <laughs> share it with the world. And we'll say you, you heard it here first, it folks. It right. is official on Cause Talk Radio. So that means you can all stop using the word CSR and cause marketing and purpose. And we're going to use this new term that Allison created. So. Oh, no, that's the last like that. thing we need is a new term. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it we erases all the other ones. On one. Right. Right, right. Well, this has been so fantastic, Allison. Thank you so, so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio to talk a little bit more about your research. If people want to find out more about you or Cone Communications, how can they do that online? Our website, uh, Cone, C-O-N-E-C-O-M-M.com, has all of the research that we just talked about today, uh, as well as just exhaustive other research on millennials, employee engagement. We have global research on there. Um, we also have a newsletter that you could sign up for that we send a out great once a week with. It is a great newsletter. <laughs> it is very good. It's very good. Do you put that and all I together yourself, your Allison? Family. Do you put that all together yourself? I can see, I can see, like you with your elves at work, like working on that, putting it all together. And all this, no awesomeness. way. You know Whitney, right? Whitney <laughs> I know. Gale. That's I'll right. Give her a shout out. She's Absolutely. the brains behind everything. Yeah. No, it is. It's really good. It's definitely. It's one of the things you know. You know when someone's doing something well and right. When you look, when you see it in your inbox, and you say, "I want to read that." I want to read that. Yep. That's right. Yeah, well, the feeling is mutual. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> we about that every week. We get the inspiration from all of the great work that both both you and Megan do as well. So keep thank it coming. You. Yeah, well, we thank will. you. Well, Joe, where can people find you online? Speaking of you, Joe. Uh, people can uh, talk to me minute to minute on Twitter at Joe Waters. Make sure to visit Selfish Giving and uh, sign up for my email newsletter and get my five-day mini course on cause marketing. And uh, make sure to check out all those pins on Pinterest, pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. And I also have a stats and research board uh, that people can check out where cool. I pin a lot of things. And I'll be pinning this new cone study too. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is where you can also find today's show notes, engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com. And while you're online, please don't forget to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio and iTunes or Google Play so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Allison and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio and we'll talk to you next time. 